DiscerningHearts.com presents Building a Kingdom of Love Reflections with Monsignor John Essef Ordained a priest from the Diocese of Scranton, Pennsylvania, Monsignor Essef has served as a retreat director and confessor to Blessed Mother Teresa. He continues to offer direction and retreats internationally for the Sisters of the Missionaries of Charity. Monsignor Esif encountered St. Padre Pio, who would become a spiritual father to him. He has lived around the globe, including Lebanon, serving the pontifical missions there. It is a Catholic organization established by Blessed John Paul II to bring the good news to the world, especially to the poor. Monsignor Esif assisted the founders of the Institute for Priestly Formation and continues to serve as the spiritual director for the Institute. He also actively serves as a retreat leader and director to bishops, priests, sisters, seminarians, and other religious leaders. Building a Kingdom of Love Reflections with Monsignor John Essif I'm your host, Chris McGregor. Good morning, Monsignor. How are you? I am wonderful. I'm just got uh, just so excited about today's message. You know, it's right in the middle, Lent, and it has such a strong appeal. The The gospel begins with the message. It's uh, tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to Jesus. And mm. Pharisees were criticizing him because he was eating with them and associating with them. And this Lenten Sunday... Jesus, all over the world, wants to reach out to sinners. Those of you who think you're so far from God. You know, I had a, a woman who had a kind of lurid background that she had covered up for years. And it was like no one knew this except her. And she felt so awful about that. Sometimes a Pharisaic person were covered up by a perfectionism, which she was trying to cover over this this ache that was in her of being just a two-faced person. But she realized in the depths of her heart that she had this this whole period of her life where she was she had had all kinds of affairs and covered them up and did some terrible things. And finally, when she came to an awareness that she didn't have to keep driving herself and driving herself to make up to God what she had been doing or what she had done. And I really believe that she, even though no one knew it, she confessed it to God, but she still did not forgive herself. And so there are many, many of us in the world today, at this time of Lent, where we carry this burden of this sinfulness that we have before God. And it's that, it's that inner eye that, yes, we go to church, yes, our wife, our husband, others that respect us, but we have this kind of respectability. And I have a sense that many of us carry on through life with this hidden awareness 
of our misery. But before God, we don't quite feel comfortable because we think he's looking at us with great judgment. And Jesus tells that story today of the two brothers, the prodigal, who just goes out and has a a tremendous uh, life of depravity and uh, gambles away and squanders his fortune and then comes home and says to God, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer, I no longer have the right to be your son. Just take me back into your house. And the father who sees him throws his arms around him and kisses him and said, this son of mine was lost and now he's found. He was dead and he's come back to life. That's exactly what God sees that he wants to bring to you. Are you living a depraved life? Are you a drug addict? Are you an alcoholic? Are you a thief? Are you uh, a gambler? Are you a pornographer? Are you an adulteress? Are you whatever you may be away from God? Are you, uh, have you had an abortion? What is it that makes you feel so alienated from God? Listen to the message of God to you today. It's from St. Paul. The, the letter is so powerful on reconciliation and peace. Brothers and sisters, that's all of us. That's priests and religious. That's every single person in the world. Because even in that deepest part of our being, if we feel alienated from God, whoever is in Christ is a new creation. The old things have passed and are gone away. Behold, new things have come. And all this is from God, who has reconciled us to himself through Christ. Right now, the truth about you is, as God looks at you, he sees Jesus, who has reconciled us to himself through Christ. Are you a baptized, confirmed Christian? Are you a Christian? Are you Protestant? Are you Orthodox? Are you Catholic? And has given us the ministry of reconciliation, namely, God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting their sins or trespasses against them. No longer does God have that against you. And entrusting to us the message of reconciliation, so we are ambassadors for Christ, as if God were appealing through us We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God for our sake. 
he made himself to be sin. You see, when he looks at you, he sees Jesus in you who actually saves you now through Christ who made himself sin, who did not know sin so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. When you were baptized, all of your sins were washed away by the blood of Jesus Christ. And that baptism has remained in you and with you and is there. You are, re- you are in him and he is in you, calling you constantly to reconciliation. The mercy and the love of God All of that sinfulness, there is no one so depraved that isn't washed if you are in him by the blood of Jesus Christ. All that is required is your turning to him. Conversion, repentance, simply means to come to him. This lost son, when he saw within himself what he had done, he came back to his father, that inner movement to come back to God. And in Christ, you are being and will be welcomed, even now, even before you stand in a confessional line, even before you kneel and say your your cry of mercy to God. Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. No matter what you have done, There is no sin so great that God cannot forgive you except the sin of remaining away from him and resisting the Holy Spirit who is working in you constantly to bring you back to the mercy and the love of God. There's a story as told in today's Mass about the Jews. They were brought from the desert of they when they left Egypt and they had oh, all that time in the desert in the desert they had the manna from heaven that they received from God in order to sustain them when they were in the desert as they were coming into the promised land there was told to Joshua to announce to the Hebrews no longer as they came into the promised land would they receive manna from heaven? But now they could eat of the produce of the land of Canaan into which they were coming. They just weren't going to get this pie from the sky. They were going to have to work at the land and till it and grow their own wheat and grain and therefore make their own bread. This is what you have to do. You have to confess to God that you are a sinner. For us Catholics, that means to go to the sacrament of reconciliation, of which Paul says, I am such an ambassador. Today, I invite all of you Catholics to come to that sacrament. It is a magnificent, magnificent gift that we Catholics have. Every priest all over the world during this time of Lent the sacrament of reconciliation is being pronounced. Come, 
have your sins forgiven. When the priest makes the sign of the cross, whatever that is that has prevented you and kept you from God, what is that? It's your sin. Why can't you be one with Jesus Christ? Because of your sin. And no matter what that sin is, and so the priest, when you come to the sacrament, he raises his hand and makes a sign of the cross and says the words of absolution. Just like the Jews, you're not just going to get this right out of the sky. You're going to have to come to the sacrament. You're going to have to do a little work of coming and the examination of your conscience, the awareness through the Holy Spirit. Oh, my God. Like the prodigal, coming to your senses, I want to return to my father. I want to go back to my father's house. And even as you're coming a long way off, he sees you coming. That sign of the cross. You see, when Jesus died on the cross in the year 33, he saw every sinner in the world. Jesus, from the cross, sees he's, he's God. There is no time with him. He sees Adam and Eve's sin. From the cross, he sees Cain kill his brother. He sees the same sex attraction in Sodom and Gomorrah. He sees all the violence, the murder, the hatreds, all of the sins of the whole world from the beginning of time to Calvary. Is that the end of his reconciliation? It's just the beginning. Jesus has reconciled every sinner to the end of time. It's through this sacrament that he wants to apply to you the mercy and the love of the cross. And from the cross, he sees you. And that's the sign that he makes. When the Jews passed at Gilgal into the promised land and Joshua led them into the land, now you, brother Catholics and sisters Catholics, you are now there. All you have to do is now eat of the soil that you have brought into. It's right here in your own backyard. And so this sack of reconciliation is here waiting for you to apply to you the mercy and forgiveness of the blood of Jesus Christ shed on the cross. And when you bring to him whatever that is, this woman who came to me, this pus that was setting in her soul for so long to have been relieved. How, how, how many of us are carrying these wounds like the woman who touched Jesus and said, if I but touch the hem of his garment, the hem of his garment is the sacrament of reconciliation. And she was hemorrhaging for years. You may have tumors of sin that you've carried. 
and he wants to heal you and forgive you and bless you. For you, my brother Protestants and sisters, you have this, the power of forgiveness through and with Jesus Christ. Since all of us are sinners, no matter what your sinfulness is, I know in the uh, 12-step program, there is a fifth step where after a searching inventory that you have searched into your hearts for all the, the brokennesses that are there, all the sins that you have committed, all the ways you have offended God in your heart, and you can say to one other person, maybe a sponsor, but as you tell this to an confession is good for the soul. We Catholics have the confessional and the sacrament of reconciliation, but all of us have discovered, but be careful who you say it to. There is an important way of bringing that forward so you can find more peace in the, in the confession of it. First, tell it all. Don't keep anything back. If you have something burdening your conscience, don't say, well, I'll tell everything but this. No. If there's something there, it's like a pebble in your shoe. Get it out. Say it all. Secondly, say it to someone who won't think less of you, whatever that might be, so that you can have peace with God and integrity in revealing it all. And thirdly, be careful that that person that you tell it to won't tell it to anyone else, that you have that anonymity. All of us, for all of us, we have good news today. God has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, whoever is in Christ is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. And all this is from God, who has reconciled us in himself through Christ. Christ suffered and died, was buried and rose from the dead. That's the good news in Jesus Christ. That suffering and death and resurrection is now taking place in you through baptism. You have been baptized into his suffering. You have been baptized into his death, and you have been baptized into his resurrection. You are a new creation in Jesus Christ. As God the Father looks down at you right now, right now, he sees Christ in you. What does the sinner do? He turns around. Conversion means to turn around. God has always been there. He's never left you. How close is he? Just turn around. He's there. If you were ahead of me and standing with your back to me, I'm looking at you. I'm seeing you, whoever you may be. Conversion 
is to turn around. God is with you. He is your father. He has sent his son to be your savior. He is your Lord. Monsignor, the sacrament of confession is really the sacrament of healing from everything that you've said to us and what is taught by the church. The the healing of the soul is almost more important than the healing of the body, isn't it? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know, Jesus in his lifetime, and I have, today I have a woman who has cancer, and they, they're calling me because this is true. Many times when I anoint people with the sacrament of the anointing of the sick, they get well. And dramatically, people have gone back, doctors have examined them after, and whatever that was that had cancer was, had disappeared. Those miracles, and there are many like that, that come through the sacrament of the anointing, praise God, and I do. But this is even greater because the, the sacrament of the reconciliation is it reaches deep into the soul and takes away the sin itself. Christ has freed us from our sin. That which I did before God, my sin, becomes now his sin. He takes it on and forgives us in this sacrament. On the cross, Jesus Christ took away the sin of every sinner in the whole world. He has redeemed us and saved us so that you, and especially if you at this time think you have done something so horrible, that's why it is so important that you here, supposing you not only have had an abortion, but you are an abortion doctor and you're listening to me. And this Sunday morning, you are being so plagued by the babies you killed. You can have reconciliation with, in, and through Jesus Christ because he loves you. What you did is horrible. You killed hundreds and hundreds of babies. And you did it for money. But that can all be forgiven in, through, and with Jesus Christ. You can find peace today. Supposing you have so many hidden sins and you feel the most depraved person and you're carrying that in your heart. He knows you. Jesus took this all on himself as the son of God and healed it for you. That's the news that's right here. He has forgiven every sin of every sinner. There's nothing so depraved. There's nothing so horrible that Jesus can heal. And you, if you think you're the greatest sinner in the world, you come with your misery. That younger son came to himself. This Lent is such good news. And listen to what the Jews said of Jesus. The Pharisees said it of him. Tax collectors and sinners eat with him, and he loves them. He gathered with them. That's why he told this story of the two brothers. 
there was that good brother that stayed at home who was jealous, envious, unforgiving. He had his burden of sin. He didn't come to the banquet. The Father forgave him too. God forgives all sin through, with, and in Jesus Christ. What good news! We, this sinful world, has been reconciled to God through Jesus Christ. This dark age in which we live, Jesus is joy. So many people talk about the darkness and the forlornness of the world today. It's not Pollyanna. He is the light of the world. He is the Savior, and he knows what we've done. And this Sunday wants to heal all of us, the whole world. If every Christian, and there are 1,200,000,000 Catholics, if just you alone would be reconciled, you might have been away or been so, been so miserable and with money and greed or whatever it might be. God is forgiving you. You might have just ran away from the responsibility with your parents and one of them died and and you left them alone and you're just burdened with that guilt. Whatever you may have done, God is standing right there with you. Turn around. Turn around and see God. He's there right with you in you. He has never left you. That's what God sees in you, Jesus, holding on to you, keeping you from the precipice. Even if I'm talking to you now, and it's one of the last few days of your life in a hospice, and you are unreconciled, call the priest. Go to confession. Make your peace with God all of us, no matter where you are or what you're doing, 10 years old, 15, old, young, all of us, to return to the Lord and be healed. Yes, Chris, this sacrament is healing and it's healing for the soul. God bless. You've been listening to Building a Kingdom of Love, Reflections, with Monsignor John Essif. To hear and or to download this reflection along with many others, go to discerninghearts.com. This has been a production of discerninghearts.com. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. Join us next time for Building a Kingdom of Love, Reflections with Monsignor John Essif.